0: Joining us now, not only on the Harbor One Hotline here on WEI, but also on Twitch as well, Bally Sports NHL insider, who uh, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, our buddy Pete Blackburn. And uh, Pete, it's been a little busy. I know that you have been very vocal on Twitter with what has gone down with the Bruins. Um, Bruce Cassidy's gone. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think that the direction of this team is very much uncertain at this point, And I don't have a lot of faith in either either direction that they could be heading, whether it's a rebuild or whether it's uh, trying to contend and changing the direction of the coaching staff as a goal uh, to get to that point.
2: What did you think over the last five plus years of Bruce Cassidy? Did anything jump out to you as a weakness that he had as, as a coach? Um I I guess I would say you know
1: possibly you know in-game matchup sort of uh making adjustments on the fly uh that might be something that was a a weakness to me but overall I think that Bruce Cassidy did as good of a job as you could expect with what was given to him uh over the course of his tenure here and I mean I don't think it's any big secret the the, the shortcomings of this team have mostly fallen on the roster building by the front office, and not giving Bruce Cassidy a better team to work with.
0: Do you think there's a coach, Pete, out there who will look at what the Bruins have and say, oh, yeah, I can win with these guys. (laughs) Like, I just wonder, yes, you can offer someone a head coach of the legendary Boston Bruins franchise, but what does that mean right now if you don't have a lot of players that a coach could believe in?
1: Yeah, I, I... You know, I I don't know. Like, I don't think that any coach is going to be jumping on board, being like, "Okay, we can win a Stanley Cup immediately," uh, based on the roster that we have right now. I, at least, that's not the way that I look at it. I, I mean, Barry Trotz is probably the biggest name that you could go out and get. Uh, that would probably move the needle the most. And you know, would the Bruins be a better team with Barry Trotz behind the bench? Maybe. Uh, I think it's, it's kind of a team. They're defensively minded and they might go out and try to win every game two to one uh, based on on a Barry Trotz hire. But I also wonder, like, if you go out and hire Barry Trotz, does that hurt your ability to extend David Posternock? Because David Posternock is an offensively minded player. And we've seen what's happened to guys like Matt Barzell on Long Island under Barry Trotz. It's not exactly uh, the best possible way to inflate your offensive numbers. But, you know, in terms of being a successful team, Barry Trotz is probably your best option.
2: Now, we heard the exit interviews that Don Sweeney had with the players had a factor in this decision to move on from Bruce Cassidy. Do you know of any players outside of Jake DeBrusque, though, Pete, that had a real problem with Bruce Cassidy?
1: I've heard rumblings. I've heard rumblings that uh, you know some of the guys, some of the more notable players have had issues with Bruce Cassidy. Uh, I don't know how how extensive they are. I don't know how much that was a determining factor in letting him go. At the end of the day, I think that every coach should be disliked to some extent. Right. If you're in a room where the head coach is uh, beloved and everybody has nothing but great things to say about him and they're all buddy-buddy, there might be a problem there. I think that every – you look at Bill Belichick. Not every guy that has come out of New England really loves Bill Belichick. You know what they love about Bill Belichick? Is that they win under him. And I think that maybe some of the issues that some players have with Bruce Cassidy would be mitigated had they won a Stanley Cup under him. And I just don't think that they had the team to do that with, with the exception of of the Stanley Cup final that they lost to the Blues. I think they were better, better, the better team. They could have won that Stanley Cup. But uh, you know, I, I think to some extent, a, a head coach should be disliked in the room.
0: Pete Blackburn covers the NHL for Bally Sports. At Pete Blackburn on Twitter, like he needs more followers, almost 130,000. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, and of course you could uh, see him with us on Twitch as well. How does Patrice Bergeron tie into this move on Cassidy, if at all, and does Patrice tie into the next move, whomever's going to take the seat?
1: Uh, I think the the... The bigger, the bigger thing there is, I think, whatever Bergeron decides is going to determine where this team goes from here. Uh, it's hard to close the window or hard to close the uh, the door on trying to compete if Patrice Bergeron says he wants to come back for one or two more years. Whether I've seen, you know, wink, wink, references to Patrice Bergeron being a factor in Bruce Cassidy's dismissal. Uh, again, I don't know the extent of that. Um, I, I do know that. Some notable players did did take issue with Bruce Cassidy. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much say he's going to have in, on the next guy or whether he's going to have any say at all, but I do think that the direction of this team does hinge on whether Bergeron wants to come back.
2: Now, as bad as it feels right now, is not Posternock Pasternak-McAvoy-Swayman a pretty good place to start? That doesn't make you a cup-contending team. I just saying, like, for the future of a team to have an elite-level player at each level, isn't isn't that pretty good?
1: yeah the, the like the pillars are there if they want to to rebuild and I and I certainly wouldn't blame them if they did I just think that the the group that's in place right now the leadership group in cam Neely and and Don Sweeney how much faith does anybody have in them being able to put the pieces around because the the things that you would need to do in order to to bring on a full rebuild is draft develop and then fill in the pieces around that. And those are three things that they haven't been very good at in their tenure. Uh, So that's where my hesitation comes in. And I said this on Twitter. I think the smart move would have been last year. You hire Jeff Gordon to be placed in between uh, Cam Neely and Don Sweeney. And if things go south, you can fire Don Sweeney and hand over the reins to Jeff Gordon, who is a guy who has had a strong track record of rebuilding and transitioning teams into a new era and doing so in a way in which he doesn't necessarily have to strip down all the pieces to their to their bare parts he's good at adjusting on the fly you know his fingerprints not only were on the bruins cup run but they're on uh they're they're all over the new york rangers who are two wins away from reaching the stanley cup final in a year which they were considered ahead of schedule. So Jeff Gordon is pretty much a master of rebuilding on the fly. He was available. He has a, a, a history here. He should have been a guy to bring in and sort of check Neely and Sweeney and be sort of the the backup plan to the general manager to lead this team moving forward.
0: Pete Blackburn of Bally Sports talking NHL aggression. Keith, we, Pete, uh, excuse me, Pete, Keith and I have been talking today about this really isn't like Claude Julian to Bruce Cassidy to where it felt like there was not only the missing of the playoffs, but you were really going to go through kind of an on ice stylistic shift. Do the Bruins have to go through that again Or is this really about voice in the room and whomever walks in will do things pretty similar to the way Bruce Cassidy did them, at least on the ice?
1: I would say it's more towards voice in the room uh, depending on whether or not this roster is overhauled this offseason. You know, like I said, I think that Bruce Cassidy did as much as he could or as well as he could with the roster that was given to him. So I don't think that you need a stylistic change. I, I think that you, if a determining factor was him not being liked in the room. And I, again, I don't know the extent of how deep that went, but if that was a determining factor, staying the same style and getting a guy who gets m- more out of his group or m- is more well liked by the group, maybe a guy that helps bring back a Patrice Bergeron, perhaps a David Krejci, um, you know, can convince Jake to to stick around things like that. I don't know if that was sort of the motivating factor uh, in order to retain some of the guys that they've already had around, I don't think that you necessarily need a stylistic change, though.
2: Do you think ownership should be heard from, or are you at the point where, like, I don't really even care what they have to say? Who cares? Okay. Who cares? Yeah, they're so hands off that, <laughs>
1: right. that that you know why would we want to hear from them now? It's you know I don't think that any fan is clamoring to hear from the Jacobs at this point because they are so hands off, and it would it would honestly feel sort of insulting if they just came came out of the woodwork now and had an opinion
2: but it speaks to the level i guess of their engagement doesn't it like and we all kind of assume that they don't really care they just want to make money i guess
1: but does anybody want them to be
2: engaged at this point uh you know i think that most well i think if they were engaged wouldn't they be more committed to the team like wouldn't they be like hey let's go all in and let's really try to maximize this rather than like hey are we making money today okay go back like they couldn't even name players on the team
1: I just think that, you know, if, if you're going to hear from him, you want to hear from him because there's a changing of the senior leadership in Cam Neely or Don Sweeney. I think that that's when you want to hear from him. It's it's not after a move like this because this is clearly Cam's team and he's making the decisions. And, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the firing of the coach comes down to the current leadership group. And I think they're trying to buy themselves a little bit more time, a little bit more flexibility to, uh, to, to do their jobs correctly, which I think that they've lost a little bit of faith, but I don't think that anybody wants to hear from the Jacobs at this point.
0: Interesting that I, I think if I heard you right there, Pete, when you mentioned management group, that Neely and Sweeney are kind of a duo, yes. do you really feel that? So that if this goes sideways, is it not only Don Sweeney's ass who's on the line, but maybe even Cam Neely?
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. I, I think that I've called it a boys club over and over. It just feels too much like a boys club with Cam Neely and Don Sweeney. I think they are too close. That's why I said I would have liked to see Jeff Gordon be brought in. Uh, a veteran exterior voice comes in, sort of splits up that boys club a little bit, puts a guy in between those two. Uh, you know, I think that Neely and Sweeney are so linked at this point that the failure of one is the failure of another. And, you know, if this team is not able to change direction in a successful way, both of those guys have to go in block in, uh, in step.
0: Now, because I'm also scrolling your Twitter right now at Pete Blackbird, I'm going to blow Keith's mind by saying, so you are, uh, you're out on the not giving Nev Campbell the blank check for Scream <laughs> 6 as well?
1: Oh, I I mean, I think they absolutely should give her the blank check for Scream Six. It, Scream without Nev Campbell is 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 not quite as appealing to me. Uh and I think the success of the last installment should uh, should justify giving Nev Campbell that blank check. We agree. There we
0: you agree go. This, very much Look at that. Yeah. I had to dork it up for yep. thirty seconds. Nice there. Job, nice. Uh hey Pete, thanks, brother. We appreciate you always hopping on with us. Thank you, friend. We'll talk soon.
1: Of course. Thank you.